Welcome to Simple Talk, Simple Truth with your host, Renee Maimon. Good morning to all who are listening this morning. This is a very important message that I am compelled to get out. Uh, this took place shortly after my devotional this morning, and it has everything to do with what you're seeing now. Period. There's many who are looking for spiritual insight on all this. And I want to just uh, bring this out. However, I, I just need to uh, go into prayer. Heavenly Father, we just lift up this time to you. Father God, I ask that you please come into this audio. Please let your spirit be heard. Father God, let the power of the Holy Spirit go out. Take this, Father, everywhere it needs to go. In Jesus' name. Folks, this is an area that touches God so incredibly in the heart. And I want to start off right now by just saying to you that in creation, you are not a bottle cap. Okay? If, in fact, God had to come and allow himself to go through the detriment of what he went through to save a soul, he would have done that for you. He certainly would not have put himself in harm's way for some biological factory. Now, he creates biology. He creates the human body. He creates how it moves and how it formed from the very beginning. He created the reproductive system. But that doesn't mean you're of no significance and it's just something in the body that took over and when you were created by an act of two people. You're not a bottle cap. And I'm telling you, research the scriptures. He's known you before the womb. And at that time, all your days were written before you formed. Before. Keep that in your mind. Before. He's known your name. He's known everything. He has ordained those moments. These are your blueprints that are so critically important. And when people are taken out before their time, those blueprints go back with them. You see, if early in the beginning, your parents saw fit that you, were, I guess, were, would be in the way, and they sought a procedure that is in the hands of humanity. I think humanity running amok, but humanity. And see, when that takes place, God does not look at that child and say, you are very important, you're very special, you are everything to me, and, and, and the list goes on. However, God will never say, I need to now take your, your plan that I had because I need things to go in motion and, and, and I've got to give that 
to somebody else. He will never do that. He will never do that because your blueprint goes with you. So what happens is, is that with you being gone and your blueprint being gone, the loss is now on the part of those who are still living because there are things that are supposed to take place that will not take place anymore. You know, let me, let me, um, God had showed me something here at the time when I wrote about this. Uh, let's say for example, I'm sure many of you have met somebody and you say to yourself, well, why do I know you? I feel like I know you. Am I supposed to know you? And then sometimes people even joke about it and say, oh, I must have known you in my past life. Well, there's no such thing as reincarnation. We know that. But you, you wonder, what, what is that? What is that? Well, I'll tell you what it is. That person was to be in your life. And the union was to take place through events. Those events were going to take place by others. Because those others are no longer here. Their blueprints have gone back with them. But because these were already ordained, it's in, it's in the air. It's already ordained. It was spoken out. By God, these were plans that were supposed to take place. And even he had taken a step back when the person was removed and taken out against God's perfect will. The loss is felt. And you know, I have met people, even in the Christian realm, and people will say, what, well, something's missing. I feel like something's missing. I'm a Christian, and I shouldn't feel like something's missing in my life, but something's missing. And a lot of people are saying this, and, and it's true. It has nothing to do with a lack of spirituality on your part. You're in a world now where many are missing and many things were to take place. And there's becoming more and more a void. And we're feeling it. We're feeling it. You know, there was another gentleman that um, I had uh, become aware of. And he was married his whole life. And he said he loved his wife. But he said he never met the one that he felt he was ordained to have. Now, folks, God could do anything. Nothing's, in, nothing's impossible for him. So, you know, if he has ordained something to happen, surely he can bring that to pass. But, you know, in that situation, the Lord had showed me that person was removed from this earth. And God will never recreate another you to satisfy uh, a, a situation that is supposed to happen because you're too unique. You are too significant. Your personhood is too important. He went to the crucifix because of your specific personhood. And that's too important. He does not clone his people. Like, like no two petals of a rose are the same. You know, picture all the flowers that come and go. No two petals are the same. 
Your uniqueness is beyond the surreal. And this goes so deep and I can't get into all of that right now. I'm going somewhere with this, this audio. That is so important to get this out. But I just wanted to touch on that to hopefully get you perked in this area. And when you read over some of these things in the scripture about your significance, you can't pass that lightly. You really can't pass that lightly because Christ was slain from the beginning of time. And that was already in the blueprint. God never intended us to take human life in our own hands because more happens, more takes place when a person is removed. Much more takes place. And it's a fact. So I want to take you to uh, a time. This was back in 210. And I was sitting at my desk. I was living in Raleigh at that time. And I get lots of emails and different things. And um, uh, I had stopped when I came across this one email. I don't even read them for the most part, uh, not to say that they're, they're not important to me, but what I'm saying is we get a barrage of emails. Okay. And we look at the subject line. A lot of that is, is, is everything from uh, sales to this thing, to that thing. It's almost irritating because you don't want your information out like that. You don't want to have to waste time navigating through unnecessary email. And so, um, but that particular day, I got this one email, and I couldn't pass it, and I felt really an, an urge to open this up. And when I did, I began reading. From reading the email, I dove into this individual's website. From that website, I combed it inch by inch by inch. And this was Sound Choice Pharmaceutical. And I was so distraught over what was happening, what was being stated in that email. This is an email by top uh, pharmaceutical scientists. And the woman who established this company is renowned in the United States, and her name is Dr. and Scientist Teresa Descher. And so um, it went very, very deep into the cellular activity of where cells are coming from for vaccinations and the dangers of utilizing those cells, what happens. And she goes all the way back to the, the early years of the 60s and the 70s and especially what took place with the MMR2 and what came out of that. Now, from her point of view, uh, she's concerned because we ended up speaking on the phone for about 45 minutes and she was so gracious to take me through everything that she could possibly give me within that time frame. And I was, I was beyond blown away. I was so disturbed, but I'll tell you about that in a minute. Nonetheless, uh, she mentioned about the contaminated cells. And this is where she had gone back and forth with the government on. Government does not deny this at all. 
it's very clear. It's in the open. Everything hidden comes to the light. And therefore, God has been exposing so much. And nonetheless, they, the government says, well, we allow a percentage of it because it's too difficult to extract the good cells from the bad cells. And then she further explains what takes place when that happens. Well, this had blown my mind to begin with, because what, why, what, what are we doing with the, with these aborted? What in God's name are we doing? This looks like a, some kind of a cartoon comic book from the 1930s with some evil entity that's roaming around the world and injecting human bodies with contaminated cells and things like that from people who have, who have died or people who have been killed. And then, you know, in the same comic book, you know, Superman comes with some cryptic answer, whatever, and he's coming in to save the whole world from this mad scientist, you know, think about it. Just think about it. This is not medical. You understand? This is not science. This is absolute off the wall is what this is. There's nothing scientific to this. In the vaccine, there is an enzyme called luciferous. And you can look all this up. They extracted the enzyme from the firefly. This took place in the late 1800s. You know, we had scientists at the time just blown away by the firefly and wanted to know what's making this thing light up. Well, over time, you had other people you know, uh, continue on where that one, you know, uh, scientist or whatever left off and, and, and continued going forward. Well, where we are now is that this enzyme is also utilized in the vaccine. And this enzyme somehow enlightens or highlights the, those cells from these aborted kids. Luciferous. You know, there are some instances here I'm going to use from Christian bases because I trust a lot of them are Christians that are going to tune into this. And if you're not, and you, 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 you may feel like it just sounds a little off, I strongly encourage you to do a little, just a little bit of research. And you're going to find it. You don't even have to dig deep anymore. You're going to find it. Trust me. I have spent a lot of time researching and I did not have to dig deep and the findings are all over. Well, let me go back. At the time when I spoke to Dr. Desher, she made a comment to me that the same cocktail that's going into the vaccines are going into the medications. I said, which ones? She said, all of them. Well, lo and behold, we finally, we talked a lot. She educated me on so much. We ended up getting off the phone, but I was traumatized by this. I was so grieved. I was blown away that where 
is God now. It felt like there was no God at all for those few moments. How could something so preposterous come into place like this? Especially in a, in a, in a procedure, whatever you want to call it. It's a killing. It's not even a procedure. It's a killing. How do we go from that to now this? And for three days, I went into prayer. Every chance I had to pray, I prayed. And I was rather mortified because I have my own family. And it's getting into all the houses, indirectly, and directly. By the third day, I went back into prayer, and I was very upset. And I began to sense a stirring within my own heart. And this is also backed up with scripture. I'm going to go to the scripture first. This morning, I opened up to Jeremiah uh, 32 and 33. And this is talking about when God ushered in Babylon into the Jewish territory. God's telling them what's about to happen. And he's telling them also what he's going to do after that happens. So the first part is where God comes in. He's very upset and he's waited a long time for certain things to stop and they weren't stopping. And it was getting worse over time. And one of the things that was going on in that day, and this went on for about 200 years, but it states here, there they have burned their children as sacrifices to Melech. Something God says I never commanded and cannot imagine even suggesting. What an incredible evil causing Judah to sin so greatly. And you see, what happens is you get satanic favors when you do this. It's a prosperity. But, oh, there's a judgment that will come to it. You can be sure of it. And this is why you see so many children being taken, so many abductions. You have the black market of these kids being sold into um, sex trades, which is making a ton of money. And then you have others that are being sacrificed. And so at the time they were doing this, they were putting their firstborn and sometimes they would have the children purposely for this. And on this particular monument, they would put this thing on the arms of this creature that they called Molech. Then the arms would lift up this rather opening of a square cage type thing would open. The child would roll into the gut of this particular thing, whatever, that was encased in flames. And there you have it while the child was alive. And so, you know, it doesn't matter where or how you're killing your kid. You're killing your kid. Whether it's through flames, whether it's through knives, 
whether it's through strangulation, whether it's through anything, anything, any harmful thing that's taking place to a child, you've killed it. You, you have killed it. You did not take them to the park. You took them to their death is what you did. It's a fact. You can't hide behind anything that says it's okay. One of the most grotesque, gruesome things that could be done is chopping up a human being piece by piece, dissecting them while they're alive, pulling shoulders out of sockets, cutting feet off at the ankles, decapitating where the head comes off. By the way, the last thing that comes out of the human body during a termination is the head. It's the head. I don't know why it's the head. They go pulling everything else out and they, they have to piece it now. They have like a puzzle. They take the, 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 the remains. They got the foot and they got the leg and they got the arms and they have the fingers and whatever. And they now have to piece it at the foot of the table where you're not seeing because they have to make sure they went and got all the extremities of the body. And so the last piece is the head. And then they, they kind of put this thing together like a little doll that you would just now need super glue to glue it back. And see, they can't leave a remain in the human body for contamination. Isn't that interesting? For contamination, they have to make sure the full body is removed. So therefore, we know that a body is created with cells. It's created with cells. But going back to what took place back in the fall of the the Jewish territory was because of this. It was because of this. They had gone so left from worshiping God, from being close to him or even acknowledging him. They had gone so far to the left. They really wanted no part of him. They were living life. It was they themselves and whatever. And the further to the left you go, the more self-centered, self-absorbed we become. And we're looking for things to satisfy us that will never happen. It's a very temporary thing and leaves you dry and empty again. And so going so far to the left, anything happens. Anything can happen. And now... This, there's a situation that occurs where God sees the emptiness of a person. And maybe in that situation, God is sending a gift that can change that person's life. That's where he's going with it, is to have them help them see God through that child and see the heart of God through that child and see where God's heart is to that person 
through the child. Just like he could no longer bear watching these children going through such a horrific thing at the time when they were utilizing Malek. He can't watch this anymore, folks. He can't see it anymore. He just can't see this anymore. You have to understand, if this was your child, you would be screaming vindication. You would be at every state attorney's office. You would be at every police department. You would be screaming with prosecution for a case. You would probably even be so tempted to go after the child's murderer if it was just one of yours. Just one. So, you know, yes, we have seen his long suffering, but this is not something you want to test him with. And it had been going on and on and on and on. And, you know, I'll take you back into what he showed me on the third day of my praying on and off. It wasn't every minute of those three days, but it was really often in those three days because I was so disturbed. And he challenged me also because I had worked as a representative for a specific organization and God is not moved or impressed by your titles. He's impressed by the heart. I maintained a title, but during that time, I wasn't crying out to him like I had at that point. And he challenged me on that. And he helped me to see that I was calling out on him because now it was affecting my family. But how come I wasn't in travail before? And I began to pray about the people who try. I began to pray for the people about the people who got into the ring. You know, and I went at it from all angles. I went at it from the jargon that is used. I went at it from the politics that are used. I went at it from everything, everything, and how people are just don't even want to hear it. And that's exactly what the government, where the government was going with that. Oh, they want you tired of it, fed up with it. Just walk away, close your eyes, mind your business. There's big money, big money. Big money in the brain, big money in certain organs. There's big money in this. But you see, when God looks down, like you would see your beloved son, your beloved daughter, going through something so darn excruciating, this is how he feels. And it's just over and over and over and over. Just take out all the other stuff. Don't undermine him or his heart because you are made in his image. He's not, he wasn't created in yours and what could break your heart breaks his and to watch your child get mangled up in nothing that, that, you know, you're, you're bound to, to have your hands tied where he is as well because of free will. You, you would be so off, off base if it was just one of yours. How long can he watch this? How long can he go through this? So, you know, as time evolved, there was this plan. There was this plan because the people are not listening. 
I mean, look at this now. They've seen pictures. They've seen even pictures of the terminations that weren't there back in my day. You, you, there's pictures of children's heads. There's pictures of dissected uh, body parts. They see it. And now you could do this up to, up to close to birth, full term. I mean, it's still legs and feet and fingers full term, just like it is uh, first, go, first, first gestation. It's still the body part, same body part, same person. But see, they even have seen it and they're still doing it. You know, back in my day, and I'm not making excuses or whitewashing this, but when you went to a clinic, they would tell you, you got to catch this before it becomes human. It's just a, their term was blob of tissue. That's what they named it, blob of tissue. And you were convinced it really was. If you caught this thing before a leg developed or fingers developed, see that, that's what makes it human. You think it's what made, but you'd be surprised how early on they already have those extremities, you know? And so now we've, there's pictures and everything. I mean, they have this from sonograms to, to all sorts of stuff where we've seen firsthand. I mean, there's even a sonogram that took place, uh, that took place even during a termination. You can't even imagine. You're watching this. It's unbelievable. But now it takes us to today. And yes, there was a punishment that came through uh, Babylon. Oh, there most certainly was. There most certainly was. Famine was beyond the surreal. There, it was so bad. So many died that it was cannibalism. People were eating their dead kids on the street just, to, just for some kind of food. I, I can't imagine anything so crucial. And you know, folks, he's not into judgment. Don't you understand? He's not into judgment. But you know, when a people turn their own way, God will send evil rulers. Yes. Yes, no doubt. And so now we're at the same time where this is happening. And the words that came to me on the third day was this. If the people want this act so bad, they will now have it injected into their own living children. It's gotten worse now because now they're forcing adults. They can expect to digest it in what they think will heal them. Those were the findings of Dr. Desher. And now they can expect, he said, to find it on their dining room tables. And that's through a artificial sugar they have created. And at the beginning of the formation of this sugar, they utilized cells from the aborted. So there's a curse on it. There's a curse on it. Around that time, it was back in 2011 or 12, I think it was close to 12. I remember looking at a commercial uh, advertisement on the front page of AOL and it was ice cream. And they were saying, can you guess the new ingredient. And they described the name of that sugar, but they didn't give you the name. 
they wanted you to find it, which was very difficult to find. I found it. I was one of the first ones to find it. And that's a fact, because when I did find it, went forward with it, there was this Christian organization that took it as if they did the findings themselves, and they ran with the ball, and whatever, that's okay, so be it. Hey, at least it got the word out. They had better venue than I did on getting it out. That's fine. And since then, it's now in so much food, so much food, just like the Lord had said. If they want this act so badly, they will now have it injected into their own living children. They will digest it and what they think will heal them. And now they can expect to see it on their dining room tables. And this is what is happening. This is what's going on behind what you're seeing. This is not a government run amok, basically, where they have surpassed, you know, uh, the, the sovereignty of God, the truth of God, or where they have tied God's hands. No, this is something that he most certainly has permitted, absolutely permitted. And the side effects, folks, are so dangerous. There's a curse on this. There's, there's nothing good coming from this. Don't you understand? There are so many dropping now from this vaccine. The, this spike protein is creating blood clots. Just in my small world, my little tiny world, I have a father whose neurological system was hit and now he has extremity tremors and he regrets terribly having this injection. There is an affiliate of mine whose husband died at the age of 41, four days after the injection. Another affiliate of mine, his two close friends both developed Bell's palsy. There's another contact of mine whose aunt developed blood clots and was buried seven months ago. Another affiliate of mine just yesterday contacted me, had to cancel her appointment with me this week because she's burying her 52-year-old mother-in-law from blood clotting, from the injection. All of this is the injection, and that's just my small little world. So, you know, in this time, I can't stress enough. Furthermore, what he had said when I called out for the people was that he will reverse the effects of the vaccine only for those who were close to him. And folks, that was not the whole church. That was not the whole church. Two weeks later, I got a telephone call from a close friend of mine. Lord got her up at three o'clock in the morning. She said, you wouldn't believe what I was praying. She said, he showed me something about these vaccines. This is back in 2011. It was 10 or 11, around the time I had spoken to Desher, was that to pray out and pray for those who have 
receive the vaccines who are close to God. And she told me, she said, Renee, this was not the whole church. I said, I know. I know. I was shown this. There's too much going on right now. And I was compelled to do this audio to help you understand the deeper reasons of what is going on. I don't know how much longer this is going to take place. I, I don't. I don't have those dates. I don't know how much worse he will allow things to become. I don't know that. But I can assure you that this has happened once before. And this is happening again. And when God is quiet, it's because he's waiting for repentance. It's not because he's just obsolete and just loves everybody no matter what and nothing moves him and it's just he's just in the distance somewhere as if he doesn't have a say. And they take advantage of his long-suffering as if everything is okay, as if it's okay. But don't you understand from a heart of a parent, take it into the realm of the heart because again, you were created in his image. Put yourself in his shoes. What would you do? What would you do for your kids if this continued? Would you put up barriers around your home to protect the ones that were left? If they then decided to continue to jump the fence to come after the other ones, would you have to go further to stop it? Of course you would. You would have to. How long could you sit back and just say, oh, they're coming again. There goes child number four. Boy, I really wish that person would wake up and, and smell the roses. But yeah, he's coming after child number four. Let's hope he gets this right before he comes after our fifth one. How long would you sit and wait before you had to act? Folks, pick up your Bible. Go ahead and read Jeremiah 32 and 33. And you'll understand his heart. You'll understand where he's going. There, there's just so long he can be patient with a generation that are just refusing to bend. Because then comes the correction, and it's not good. It's just not good. We're at a point in time where we're seeing so many go down. We're seeing so many children go down. We're seeing so many, so many. When you go on Facebook now, there was a time in the past where once in a grave while you would hear a prayer request for somebody who had cancer, somebody who was, you know, now it's just about every other post. They do pictures now of people in the hospitals. There's so much taking place. The food is so contaminated. And there's so much sugar that's creating the cancer. And you're getting hit from every angle. You see, you have to understand, you thought you could contain the termination in the womb. You thought you could contain the spirit of death in the womb. You can't contain a spirit. If you want death, 
death will come full circle. It most certainly will. You have it on every angle right now. And you have it more prevalent now through the vaccine, which is hastening the death more quick. Don't let them tell you that the side effects are few. The side effects are many. And when you have 70% of the healthcare system steering clear and having to walk away from positions because of the detriment of them knowing what those injections can do, take that to heart. Listen to them. Open your eyes. This is a bioweapon. We are truly in a war. This is not a war with guns. This is not a war with bullets. This is not that kind of bloodshed. It's a bioweapon. And we are truly in a war. Please take everything I said to him in prayer. Please go to him. Let him show you. Don't resort on controlled media. I'm telling you, take this into your prayer closet and go before him. You and him. And let him show you. God bless you folks till we speak again.